We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep sharing God's word because people need to, to know. People need to know the truth. You know, how are people going to get saved if they don't know the truth? You know, like a, like a cake. You know, people put frosting on the cake and make it look so good. But, but inside, let, let's say they didn't put the eggs. Or let's say they didn't put all the right ingredient in that cake. And they mixed it up and then they cooked it. And then they put that real nice frosting on top. And to you, with your eyes, you look at it, and you think, wow, this looks good. You cut yourself a piece, put it on a plate, you take that first scoop, and then it doesn't taste right. You're like, whoa, this doesn't taste right. And you just want to spit it back out. See, it's the same thing. There's, 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 there's people out there who are sharing the Word of God and making it look good like that. But deep down inside, it's not according to God's word. It's not according to God's word. Everything is just all head knowledge. There's, there's things that, that, that I've shared with you. And um, there's, there's still more that I still haven't learned. And, and that's what the word of God says. He says that you're not going to know it all. Because remember God... He's omniscient, right? Yeah. So what does omniscient mean? All yeah, he's all-knowing. So how can we know what God knows, and how can we know more than what God knows? We can't. See, he knows his thoughts are higher than ours. So, so as much as we dig into the Word of God, we're never going to know it all, but we keep reading it, we keep meditating on it, we keep digging deeper in it, and every time, God's going to always reveal bits and pieces to us. And that's how we grow, that's how our faith grows. And um, so, we talked about heaven. When we get to heaven, we're still not going to know it all. We're going to know more than what we know here in this world. Yes, true. But we're still not going to understand and know everything. Because when we reign with God forever and ever, eternity, God is still omniscient. He's still all-knowing. So how can we be in heaven with God knowing everything that He knows? That's not, that's not how it works. See, we're going to always, He's always going to know more than us. And I thought, and I thought, wow! And and um, the the his word is just just so true and powerful. Now, um, last week, I wanted to share this, and I'm going to share this real quick. Let's go to Second um, Corinthians. Okay, let's start here in Second Corinthians, and go to. Uh, chapter 28. 2 <coughs> Corinthians. No oh, yeah, there's no 28. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, 13. And then, uh, 
Yeah, Second Corinthians uh, thirteen. And then look at look at verse one. Verse one here. It says, um, This will be the third time I am coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. And then verse 2 says, I have told you before and foretell as if I were present the second time and now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before and to all the rest that if I come again, I will not spare. And then verse 3 says, Since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak toward you, but mighty in you. Now, look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. And then he says, Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. But I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know the truth. Jesus is in you. The Spirit of God is in us. We have the Holy Spirit. Now, um, let's go to, to Jeremiah. Okay, go to Jeremiah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Okay, Jeremiah. Uh, go to 32. And let's go all the way to uh, 35, verse 35. Mm -hmm. uh, chapter 32, verse uh, 35. Now, right here, verse 35 says, And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Molik, which I did not command them, nor did it come into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. This valley right here, this valley that, that um, he's talking about here, this valley of, of, of um, Hinnom, Hinnom, this valley here, it's, it's a real place. It's a real place. And it's a real place on the outside of Jerusalem. So there's walls Okay, so in with inside that wall is Jerusalem, and then on the outside of this wall is this place, this valley. And this place, this valley here, it, it is so awful. Um, the way the way a person described this place is that dead bodies, they just threw it in there on top of one another, and they just put it in there, and then trash. They dumped all their trash in there. And, and all everything that's in there just begins to rot. 
Now, can you just imagine the smell? And then they burn, they, they burn things in there, and, and then the, the, the smoke from that burning bodies and trash and everything that's in there is just coming up. This is nonstop. Nonstop. This, this, this valley here. And, and then they, 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 they did all kinds of um, just, just awful things of this place. Now, go to Mark. Okay, let's go to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. And then go to verse uh, 43. Look at uh, 43. So my, my, the Bible here that I have in Mark chapter 9 verse 43 is in red letters. So usually when you see red letters, what does it mean? Jesus speaking. Yeah. So Jesus is speaking right here in verse 43. Look, he says, If your hand causes you to sin... Cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life main rather than having two hands to go to hell into the fire that shall never be quenched. And then verse 44 says, Where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. So this place right here that, that Jesus is speaking of here, he's speaking of a, of, a, of a place called hell. And the word to, to describe this is called Gehenna. Gehenna. And, and Gehenna is, is, a, is a Greek word that, it was, that was borrowed from the, the Hebrew language. And this actually describes that place that I just described that we, that we read in Jeremiah just a while ago. It, it's, it's an awful, awful, awful place. I mean, just the, the filthiest place that you can imagine. Awful. Um, look at, um, look at, um, you know, maggots. You, you probably all seen maggots, you know? And there's times where maybe you pull something up and something was so rotten because of the smell. So you wanted to find out where that smell was coming from. You went there, you pulled it up, and you just seen a bunch of maggots just crawling all over. I mean, is that a, is that a, is that a good sight? It's an awful sight, huh? I mean, and then the smell... Terrible. I mean, you, I mean, you don't even want to touch it. I mean, it's just awful. And, and, and what, what do those maggots become eventually? Flies. Flies. So in this valley now, think about it. There's probably maggots. There's probably a bunch of flies just flying around. You know, I mean, it's just an awful, awful, awful place. To even imagine people, I hear people, they say, well, when I get to hell, we're just going to party, 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 party. That is not true. 
You know, that's, they're, they're going to be in a place, what I've just described, and it's, it's in the Word of God. It's in the, in the Word of God. Awful, awful, awful. Um, the Word of God, uh, there's a word in Hebrew, it's called Sheol, S-H-E-O-L. So this Hebrew word is, is, is um, called, it, it means a place of the dead, place of the dead. So in other words, a place of the dead. So where do, where do people that die, they get buried where? Yeah, at the grave. So this Sheol in Hebrew is a word for a place of the dead. So in other words, the grave. And then there's another word here called Hades. You probably heard that, right? Hades. Hades is actually a Greek word used to describe the world that's beyond. So when, when, when people die, there's a world that's beyond. Remember last week we talked about they go to a place and they're waiting there, kind of like in prison, until they, until, until they get let out, and then they're <laughs> going to be judged, and then they're going to be sentenced into the lake of fire forever and ever. So, so that's another word, um, Hades. And then the last one was the one that I just talked about here was, was Gehenna, which is the Greek word. And um, we, we talked about the Valley of Hinnon, just, uh, just an awful place, awful place. Did you know that um, this lake of fire was not created for us? It's not created for us. It's not created for, for any of us. Because in John 3.16, he says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then what did Jesus say? He says that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then He says, In my Father's house there are many mansions. See, God is preparing a place for you to be with Him forever and ever and ever. Why, why people are choosing not to go that direction? And yet they want to hang on, hang on to, to the things of this world. I mean, and then if they don't accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, remember last week I said, once a person dies, that's it. There's no second chance. Right now, we get a second chance. Some of us get a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth chance. I don't know how many chances I've got until one day, I finally, I said, Lord, I give up. I'm sorry. I surrendered. And I submit my whole life to Him. Thank God for that. Because if I didn't do this and give my life to God, and if that trumpet would have sounded, I would be in that place where Jesus described terrible, 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 terrible. But I thank God, I thank God that 
that, that um, through his son, through Jesus, that I'm saved. Do you think, do you think God that you're saved? That you know Jesus? You're here. So I want you to know is that every time you come, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. There are times, I know you get tired. I know there's so many things that, that get thrown to you. Oh, I got to do this. I got to take care of this. I got to take care of that. Yes. But praise the Lord that you're here. That you made it. And then, you know, you, you get a little bit more growth in the Word. Praise the Lord for that. Keep doing that. Keep it up. Keep it up. Look at what Paul says. He says, I have finished a race. I have finished a race. And when you run a race, it's not easy. It's hard. There's hills. And then you go down. Then there's a bigger hills. And then you go down again. So, so sometimes it's easy. Something, then a lot of times it's hard. And you get tired. You get thirsty. You get hungry. And, you're, and then it wears your body out. You know, from, like, from all that, that running that, that you're doing, running this race. But thank God, thank God that we're going to enter that time where Jesus sounds that trumpet and we're going to be taken. Praise the Lord. Now, your families, pray for them. Keep praying for them that they will know the truth and that by the truth that they will be set free. There's also a scripture in the Word where it says that when you minister to somebody, and, and then you, you, you share the word of God. And then they say, no, 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 no. Okay, that's one time. And then you go and do it again. And then the second time they say, no, no, no again. You know, and then the third time. And then God says, you did your part. You know, you did your part. They chose not to. There, see, there's so many things. People are, are living in sin. There's so many things going on. We, we talked about it. We talked about uh, same-sex marriage. We talked about, um, you know, people, I, I've noticed that um, they put on a driver license now. If you're either going to choose male, female, or, or different, you know. There's actually that box set up for that. I thought, wow. Um, you know, all these things. Are, are going on and then people are getting offended over over the truth Amen, right. they're getting offended yes. and they say no 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 and then they, they, they begin to say don't judge me and then they, and then they, they, they twist it and then they say I thought you were a Christian doesn't God love everybody mm-hmm. see they don't understand the love of God yes God loves everybody that's why he gave up his son, put him on the cross. Now we have that door that we can go through Jesus and be forgiven and enter the presence of God and be in heaven with him forever and ever and ever. And we have a choice. Yeah, yes. And, and, and we have a choice to do that. And he's given everything here for us. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, amen. Um, so now, last week, okay, let's, let's actually, let's go, let's go to Revelation now. And 
Go to chapter 21. Look at 21. Sam, put that picture back up here. Uh, put the next one up. Not the first one, but the next one. Look at that. Look. Our future glorious home. I mean, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like or how it's going to be, but just, just by, you know, envisioning what this new heaven, this new Jerusalem is going to be like, okay? Look, look at verse uh, 1, Revelation 21, verse 1. He says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven... And the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Verse 2 says, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them. So who's going to dwell with them? God is, huh? Who is them? Us. Yes. Look. And then it says, and they shall be his people. Then look, God himself will be with them. Wow. You're going to be with God. God is going to be with you. Just think about that. God, we're going to be with God. We're going to be with God. You're going to be with God. And then, and then it, it goes on to say, God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Look at this. There shall be no more death. Why? Because death has been defeated. Amen. Nor sorrow nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Yes. Today we face pain. Yes. But when this day comes, no more pain. Today when we get hurt, sometimes we cry. But you know what? No more crying. No more any of that. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Uh, Rico, pass that sheet out, the one that I, the one that we made copies of. Go ahead and pass that out. Now, I want to talk about, remember I asked you, I said, so, so why, why does God say a new heaven and a new earth? Well, what, is he, what does he mean by that? What's he talking about? Anybody want to share their thoughts? Why? Why? Look, a new heaven, a new earth. Okay. So, so what happened to the first two? How? First part of the great flood. Okay. Well, man's iniquity ruined it. Okay. 
Okay, let, let's look at it this way. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, right? They opened the door. And then guess who came in? Satan. And then from that time on, who became the God of this world? Satan. Satan. To right now. And then even in the millennium, that thousand-year reign, yes, Satan will be chained and out of the picture for a thousand years. But what does the word say? Is that he's going to be let loose again, right? For one more moment. And then, finally, after the judgment and all these things, okay, Satan will be cast into the lake of fire forever and ever. He's never going to come out again, ever. Even after a billion years, he's not going to be coming out again. Think about that, forever and ever, and we're going to be reigning with him. So now, the reason why Jesus, the reason why God here in Revelation, towards the end of Revelation, he tells us that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want us to reign with him in eternity where Satan has been, where there has been sin. See, even in the millennium, we're still in this world, this world that where there's still sin. Right? Even though Satan has been put in chains not to be around. But there's, that's, it's the same world where Satan is, has been roaming around. That's why he's talking about a new heaven and a new earth. Now, heaven. Heaven. Did you know that there's there's three heavens? Okay? If there's three heavens, which is the first heaven? What's in the sky right now? Okay, yeah. You can see it. If you look up and you look outside, go to Job. Job. <coughs> And look at uh, chapter 35. And then look at verse 5. Right there, look what, it, look what does he say right here? He says, he says, look to the heavens and see. And behold, the clouds, they are higher than you. So that's the first heaven. So if you look up. And you see the sky? You see the clouds? That's the first heaven. That's the first heaven. Now, what about the second heaven? What, where, where is the second heaven? Okay. Let's go to um, Genesis. Go to Genesis. Chapter um, 1. And then go to verse 17. Now, look, look at verse 17. In, in Genesis chapter 1, he says, God set them in the firmament of the heavens. This is the second heaven. To give light on the earth. And if you were to keep reading 18, it says, And to rule over the day and over the night 
and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. What, what, what is God talking about right here? To set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light. What gives light at night? Yeah, stars and the moon, right? Can you see the stars and the moon during the, the day? No. Sometimes you can see the moon, right? But, but you can't see the stars. So where are the stars at? Above the sky. Yeah. Okay, so here's the sky. Here are the clouds. And then if you look way beyond that, the solar system, the universe, that's where the stars are at, right? That's the second heaven. That's the second heaven. Now, you can write another scripture down here and, and go to it later. Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 3. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 3. And then as you write that down, now let's go all the way back to 1 Corinthians. And then go to chapter 12. You know what? You know what I've been kind of what God's been showing me? He's been showing me that that everything that we've been studying in, in Revelation, it all ties into everything from Genesis to the end of the Bible. And I thought, wow. And 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 we're doing this this once a month, we're reading through the Bible. You know, so I said, so so once we read Genesis. And then Exodus, there's three books, that the first three books that we should have all finished. So the next time we meet, then we're going we're gonna to go to the next. And I thought, all oh, these are starting to come. I can see the big picture. Wow. But anyway, go to, look at uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. Uh, go to first, verse 2. Verse 2. Oh, I'm sorry, I got... I, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verse 2. Okay. Let, let's actually, let's go. Okay, just delete that. Go to 2 Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Praise the Lord. Second Chronicles. Um, chapter 2. And let's go to verse 6. Okay. Second Chronicles, chapter 2, verse 6. So right here it says, But who is able to build him a temple. Who's him? So it's a capital H. Yeah, so him is, is um, God. Who, who is able to build him a temple since heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain him? Who am I then that I should build him a temple except to burn sacrifice before him. 
So the third heaven, the third heaven is actually the highest heaven. And then the third heaven is actually the place where God is at. Mm -hmm. The third heaven is the place where God is at. So now you know, you know the first heaven, you know the second heaven, now you know the third heaven. Now these three heavens here that, that is being described here in the, in the Word of God, God is going to destroy both two of them. Which two is He going to destroy? The first two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first two. Why, why will the third one not be destroyed? Yeah, because that's where God is. So where God is, there's, yeah, it's a holy place. There's no sin ever, whatsoever, from the beginning all the way till now and then to the end. Where God is at, there's no sin. It's a holy place. And that's where God is at. Don't you think that the way they lay out the temple also gives these layers to these different heavens? You got the outer court, inner, and then yeah. the mm -hmm. holy of holies. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and and then yeah, you're right. Yep. How the temple was built. Mm -hmm. But and then, but now in eternity there's gonna be no temple. Yeah, Why? No need. Yep. There's no need for it. Because because right now they have this temple. Why do they have this temple? Because that's where God makes His presence. Right? In this temple. So, when this time comes in eternity, when we reign with God forever and ever, there's going to be no need for a temple. Because that's where we're going to be in the full presence of God. That's where we're going to see God face to face. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Just let you guys know, when Jesus came and we became the temple, you know, God is with us, in us. So, you know, Almighty God, with the throne, the third one, that's where we'll be. In. What we get from here will be the Spirit. More like in the Spirit, that we will see things in the Spirit now than we did it. Because these things will go away. Because our body, it gets decayed and all that. So just, I know you're like thinking that. <laughs> yeah, praise God. So we won't have a body? No. We'll glorify yeah. body. Glorify body. Glorify body. Glorify body. that doesn't die. Mm -hmm. Just, just, like, just Jesus. like Jesus got up. Mm -hmm. Remember Jesus, they, they, look, he, he didn't have them roll the stone away, but it was us mm -hmm. physically. We have to see it. That's the only way. So that's why it's the angel has to move. For him, he just you will be the same. Yeah. So so God or Jesus, when he died, he died in in the flesh, right? Yes. And and then he he bled, mm -hmm. and he died. Mm -hmm. But then on the third day, what happened? He, he, he was resurrected. So he's in the glorified body right now. And then when he came back in his glorified body, he walked around. And he ate. Yeah, and he ate. And they saw him physically. 
because, because he was resurrected, the body was not in the tomb. So that dead body and his spirit came back. That's how we're going to be resurrected. Mm -hmm. That's how we're going to be resurrected. Us. That's going to be us in our glorified body. Just like Jesus. Wow. Just like Jesus. We're going to be just like Jesus. Amen. Yeah, right. Praise the Lord. So when you go back to Revelation 21, verse 1, where he says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. That word new, that word new, as a Greek word, it means kainos, which is K-A-I-N-O-S. So that word, that Greek word, kainos, new, it means new in nature. Or new in quality. I mean, just just kind of imagine new, new, everything new. And I, I believe that's why in the Word of God He says, this earth and everything will pass away. But then He says, my word will never pass away. Praise God. Praise God. And I want to point out something to here also. Um, as we read in Revelation 21. Let's go look at... Um, so now you understand new heaven, right? There's, there's three. Two of them will be gone, but one is going to remain. And that's why we're going to be with God forever and ever. And, and then the reason why He's given us something new. That this, this place is a place where... There, there's nothing has ever been done to it. You know, like there's no stains. It's just new. Um, so back in verse one, the first earth had passed away. Then it says, also, there was no more what? Sea. Okay. Why do you think? Because Jesus is the living water. Okay. Jesus is the living water. What else? Because he why why does he why does he put that in there? Why does he say that there's gonna be no more sea? Yeah. Anybody take a guess? 
water is kind of like an unknown, like it's like a wonder of the world. There's still things down there that we don't know about, like creatures. Okay. So, yeah, look, look at this. If you had family in Hawaii, are you able to just visit them? What, what's, what's between you and your family in Hawaii? Yeah. The reason why God uses these, these words here to describe and to show us is this. Nothing will be in the way to separate us from God. Wow. And then not only that, remember one time we were studying about how God talked about the sea as being so big and huge and it destroys things. But then the word says that God is greater than the sea. See, Jesus even calmed the storms on the sea. And then, what do we learn in Revelation about the sea? Go to, um, let's, let's see, let's go back to Revelation 13. Mm-hmm. And then go to go to go to verse one. Are you there? Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. This sea. Who came out of this sea? Yeah. Satan, the beast. Why would God put something in, the, in this new heaven that was used for Satan to rise up out of? Amazing, huh? Isn't God's word so amazing? So it's just no sea, yeah. but there will be water. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be a stream of water running down. Crystal, yeah. crystal water. Yeah. But that water is meant for something mm-hmm. else. But this sea that God is speaking about is this sea. And that, that's what he's talking about right here in Revelation, where we, where we read. So he's not talking about water in general. He's talking about, yeah. And that's why he says, no more sea. And then um, if you were to, to look at Revelation 20, uh, verse 13, um, we don't have to go there, but write it down, but there he talks about this sea. Remember, then we, it says the sea gave up the, the dead. The sea gave up the dead. We, we, we read that. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. So, did you guys, you guys all have that, that paper? Let's look at it real quick. You know, I want you to remember these right here. Look, look at um, that first page. When we get to heaven, when we get to this new place, when we get to the presence of God, look, that first one, it says, we will never, uh, never have to confess a wrongdoing because there is no sin in heaven that would make confession necessary. Perfect. 
It's a perfect place. We will look. We will never experience guilt or shame over any action because there is no sin in heaven that will bring guilt. See, when you do something wrong, you feel guilty over it, right? But in heaven, you won't have that. But in hell, you're going to always remember the things that you've done wrong. You're going to always have that guilt forever and ever and ever. Look at the third one. We will never have to repair our homes or any other things. Because in heaven, nothing runs down. Nothing runs down. Our homes get old, right? They, they, they wear down. We've been living in ours for over 20 years, and it's, it's, it, we have to go in there and try to re redo it and um, put duct tape up. No. <laughs> but, um, you know, it breaks down. It breaks down. But in heaven, where God, where Jesus is going to prepare a place for us, it will never be broken down. It will never deteriorate. It will never do any of that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a, there's a bunch of things that I put on here. Look at, look at, there's one on there that says, we will never be depressed or discouraged. Amen. Because we will perpetually enjoy the abundant life in heaven. Wow. And then the next one after that, look, we will never become tired or worn out. Oh, I'm tired. No more of that. No more of that. And then our resurrection bodies will be strong and never need recuperation. In heaven, in heaven, it's going to always be day. There's going to be no night. It's going to always be day. Why, why do you think God gave us day and night? Yeah, exactly. Rest, because at night is when we sleep, right? And we rest. Then we wake up the next morning, then we go again. See? But in heaven, no more night. We're going to always be full. I mean, just going, 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 going. Forever and ever. Oh, my gosh. You don't have to worry about hitting the alarm button. How many of you ever get to wake, waking up by the alarm? Then you have to push that button. What is it called? It starts with an S. Snooze. snooze, so you can snooze some more, right? And, but in heaven, no more of that. No more of that. No alarm. No alarm. Praise God. There, there's a lot that I put on here, but you can go over it. And then, there, there's a second page there. And I, I, I put on there, is, um, they're talking about cities. Because this new Jerusalem is a new city. This new Jerusalem that's coming is a new city. Look at today, earthly cities. They constantly have to be repaired or rebuilt. But this new Jerusalem, there will be no repair will ever be needed. Will never be necessary. Wow. And then... Believers and unbelievers, today, we all live together in these earthly cities. But in this new Jerusalem, look, only believers will be in this eternal city. Yes, Jesus. Wow. 
Wow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. And then look at the, down here. There's one I put on here. But it says, widespread disease is common. We see that right now, huh? Look at COVID-19. Everybody is, is facing that in every city. But look at this. Perfect health <coughs> predominates in the new Jerusalem. Wow, no more sickness. No more cold. No more allergies. No more disease. Any of that. None. No more. No more. And then that's where I put that. Earthly cities get dark at night, but the eternal city is always lighted. There's always going to be light. And who's going to provide that light? God. The glory of God. Right? The glory of God is going to provide that, that light. Amen. Praise God. So, write these scriptures down. Um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Jerusalem of hope. Jerusalem of hope. And then Galatians chapter 4, verse 26. Jerusalem above. Uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 26. And um, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. You know what that verse is? It talks about our citizenship. Where's your citizenship? New Jerusalem. Yeah, the new Jerusalem in heaven. In heaven. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the last verse, um, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Oh, I'm sorry, 3, yeah, chapter 3, verse 20. Uh, I'm going to share something with you. I heard this lady, um, my boss at work, we had a meeting, and then she was, she was talking. And then she was saying, um, she was saying, oh, I forgot. Oh, I can't remember. She was trying to think. And then she goes, oh, that, um, what did she say? She referred to her, her memory loss to COVID-19. Do you hear a lot of people talk about that? They, they kind of lose a little bit of their memory from, because they, they blame it on COVID-19. Where, where is that coming from? How do they test Way up yeah. to your brain. Those, yeah. And there's a chemical on the tip of that, yes. that Q-tip yes. that can damage they, your memory. Too. Yes, exactly. They dip those little cotton tip swab in these chemicals so that they can sterilize it. That way it'll be fully clean. So that way there's no germs that they put up your nose, but there's a chemical on it. So when they put it up there, that chemical, they're putting it up your nose. That chemical that's on that Q-tip of that little swab is what causes a little bit of that memory loss. Yeah. And so that's why, what did they say? Go get tested. Go get tested. Go get tested. 
Even if you're feeling a little bit of sickness, go get tested. Go get tested. I mean, they're encouraging people. And I thought, wow. That, that is just so, so amazing, so interesting how all these things are coming out and playing out. You're raising your hand, Sharon? Or are you just waving at me? <laughs> you don't look yeah. Yeah. Coming down to even the little children know that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. That's they're trying to get these children brainwashed enough. Their their brains to be um, not to be what they're supposed to be, so that they can easily get to them as they're growing up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. They want they want to they want to they want this world. They want everything to to start all over. And when everything starts all over. They want to be the one to be in control and to set all the rules of how people should live. <coughs> Praise God. But you know what? We are children of God. Amen. You know what? You are covered by the blood of Jesus. You know what? You have the word of God. You can speak the word of God over yourself, over your family. God's word is true. Stand on the word of God. Stand on his promises. And then just thank him every day. Thank him every day. And then be ready. Be ready. When that trumpet sounds, you're ready. Be ready. Your families are going to be ready. Those that don't know right now, they're going to know. They're going to have Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So that they won't be left behind. Continue to stand on the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let's go all the way down. Um, last week, um, I, I asked you this too. I said, so why? Go to, go to Revelation. Um, go to, you're still in chapter 21. Let's go to verse 12. So verse 12 says, Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Why? Why is there a wall around this new Jerusalem? But evil has been cast into the lake of fire. Okay, yeah. But when you really think about it, God already went through the judgment and he sent everybody to hell. So now we're in a, in a place where, you know, it's, it's, it's perfect. Perfect. 
Go to, um, let's go to uh, Revelation 22. I kind of have a little... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, because in that wall, there's just a bunch of precious stones mm -hmm. in them. And um, a lot of the tribes are identified by these precious stones. So I think it's a way for God to show off his, how, how much he loves and adores and how valuable... The inhabitants inside that gate are. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're diamonds or amethyst. And mm -hmm. Turquoise. Yes, turquoise. Yeah. And they represent all of that inside that, um, inside the gates or the, inside the walls. Okay. Good. Good. Yes. Now, you guys are in Revelation 22, right? Go to verse 15. Look at 15. Are you there? Yes. Right here it says, but outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Outside this wall are these people. What is he saying here? What is God saying here? Why, why is he... Telling us this, if he told us that all evil has been set into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. And now we're in a place with God where, where there's going to be perfection forever and ever and ever. So basically, right here, what God is showing us right here, He's showing us through His Word what we see right now, what we see right now, with, a, with a, giving us a future hope of where we can be. So literally, He's not saying that there's actually going to be these people outside these walls. No. He's just telling us, right? He's just saying to us, that, um, that this is what you're seeing right now, but you're going to be in a place where you don't have to worry about these types of people, this evil anymore. Because if you read the Word of God, He talks about the gates. Right? Are those gates open or closed? Open. Yeah. See? They're open. They're open. They're open. And it's going to always be light. It's going to always be day. It's never going to be dark. A lot of this evil stuff comes out when? At night. So he's just, he's just telling us that what, what, we, what we're experiencing right now, there's a lot of evil, yes. But during this time, he's not really saying that there's going to be, they're going to be outside the walls. He's not really saying that. But I just thought that was pretty interesting that that this would be in here at the last part. And I thought that to myself. I thought, well, why, why, God? Why, why is your word saying here that there's going to be these on the outside? But then he says, look at my gate. Look at the gates. The gates are open. The gates are open. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you worry about it now, but don't worry about it then. Don't worry about it then. And I thought, wow. 
And then kind of like what you just said too, um, 